Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo. Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Crillo. Today, we have Yoshi Asano. For 14 years, Yoshi has been investing in commercial real estate in the U.S. Today, as founder and managing director of BCF America Investments, he has been involved in more than $90 million worth of multifamily investments as a GP and sponsor helping hundreds of people invest into multifamily projects. Uh, Yoshi previously was in construction, and he found that most people that he was, that were hiring him were making more money than he was owning the real estate. And he, he decided to get in, and from 2012, he started focusing on multifamily investing. Uh, my number here of $90 million is going to change this week. Uh, Yoshi is closing on a 236-unit asset in Phoenix, Arizona, which will push that over $100 million. Uh, Yoshi works with Japanese and US investors alike, and I'll let him explain more about that, about how he is able to design a strategy for both what he calls two pools of investors, depending on what their goals are. So we'll speak to Yoshi. We are looking for portfolio deal as well, so just try to uh, optimistic and try to look for like bigger deals as well. Uh, so that's one of it, and I try to look for the value-add components, right? Uh, definitely, we want to have like some sort of cash flow deal because uh, if it's going to be a negative cash flow or like less than ninety percent occupancy, harder to get the agency debt. Those are the deals that uh, we we try to we tend to shy away. We try to make sure that we have a pretty good cash flow in place, but the huge value-add also uh, built you know, built into the unit into the deal. Right. So it's B to C. It's with some sort of value add component so you can, you know, create some value uh, right. that goes into increase the, increase the whole assets um, uh, property value. Sure. What are, um, when you're looking for specific areas, um, are there specific neighborhoods that you like most when you look into an area like you have the whole city already? When you say, I want to go into Phoenix, have you already decided what areas, what neighborhoods you like? Uh, buildings in a class B neighborhood, right? right. That's the scenario, but it's going to be hard to find. So uh, what we are actually focusing on right now is more of like a gentrification area, like transforming area. It used to be like a C class neighborhood, but it's becoming a B class neighborhood type of uh, location. We, have, uh, we find that we can find more value add components uh, in those uh, neighborhoods. Okay. Okay, awesome. Now, um, you work with a number of U.S. and uh, Japanese investors, and um, how do you? How are mostly the investors? How have they found you? Uh, is it word of mouth? Is it from other investors and you know from other deals you've yeah, closed? So this is pretty interesting. Uh, so I have a couple of business partners uh, in Japan, and their focus is more of the marketing to the uh, investors. So they have a, a pretty uh, healthy database and a network of uh, Japanese investors. Um, they're looking for deals in U.S., but they can't find the deals. They, they don't have deal, deal flows. They don't have. They don't know the markets. They don't have the deal flows. They don't have a relationship with the brokers. You know all that. So that's when. I, that's where I come in. I provide the deal flows, asset management stuff like that. So I think it's, it works out pretty well. 
uh, partner partnering up with the guys that focusing on more for a capital or the equity side, and I'll be more like deal flow side. Okay. And when they when they come in when they're when you're dealing with Japanese investors, what do you usually find as their their main goals? Do they have it? Is it just? I mean, obviously, it's very tight. It's very difficult to make any kind of return in Japan on multifamily. So, uh, is it? return and some preservation as well or is it mainly preservation or is it just a mix of everything yeah it's going to be a mix of uh everything uh, depends on the type of uh, clients or the or the investors um so i have a direct relationship with the uh, more like ultra high net worth uh investors in japan mm-hmm. uh, those are more, these investors are looking for more of the preservation right um, so they, they want to have like a class A deals in urban core, like best location, best asset and the return. They don't care about the, uh, cap, you know, CapEx too much. Uh, as long as there's a cap, uh, I mean, not CapEx, I'm sorry, cap, uh, uh, cap rates too much. Um, as long as there's uh, some cap rates, you know, like three, 4% <laughs> that's okay for them, you know, uh, as long as they, they have some sort of cash flow. And uh, they're, they're looking to uh, hold it for like 10, 10 plus years. Uh, so it's more like an asset preservation for them. Um, so uh, they also like New York City, in LA, mm-hmm. but now they're like Dallas, you know, because that's one of the uh, good markets for the multifamily investments. Uh, and there's another uh, pool of the investors looking for more of uh, returns, right? More of like uh, what, I, what I do actually here. Uh, as a as GP for the syndication deals, you know, they're looking for like class B deals. Um, they look for some sort of the cash flow, but they are also looking for depreciation. You know, mm. that's part of the that part of the play for them. Uh, it's kind of like a bonus depreciation here that happening last two years. Um, Japan has the uh, tax law that allows investor to depreciate in four years. If it's oh. a good structure, and if it's uh, the uh, 22 years or older, um, so class B deals become uh, it's a perfect fit for the, for them because most of the class B multifamily is a wood structures. 99% of the time, it's a, it's a wood structure, and class B deals built in 90s and 80s are 22 years old or, or, or older. So it's going to be a best fit for them. Uh, so those are deals that they like for depreciation play. So I have a two different type of investors. So with that, with that, um, that's just for your Japanese investors. They can do that for 22 years plus, and they can, I mean, usually it's 28 years, right? They can do the depreciation for us investors, but for Mm -hmm. Japanese, they can do it in four. How, how are they set up for that? Do they have a us, are they able to use like come in here, they set up a us LLC and they're still able, or do they have to invest directly with their name being a Japanese yeah, citizen. So, so for the depreciation, it's kind of like a, a 1030, 1031 exchange here. You have to have the, your own name and uh, that way you can have the uh, tax advantage, right? So same thing for this depreciation place. So if, you, if they invest as a joint venture or syndication, they can depreciate. Uh, so they have to own under their name. Uh, so typically they come in and 100% owner of the assets um, and uh, they're, they're going to use their own entity they only have in Japan so that they can write off uh, through that entity. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. I've never, I've never heard of that before. That's great. So when, when you have the larger higher net worth investors, when they're looking at class A properties, um, they're not really working through your firm then, is, is that correct? They're going through a different syndicator or do you also 
have some class A that you've worked with previously? Yeah. So, you know, I also have a, a you know, license, real estate license. So I help them uh, find a deal uh, mm-hmm. as a buyer broker. And actually I take on as asset manager. So uh, I do pretty much same work as a, a sponsor, just a, a best fee instead of equity uh, position of the deal. Um, so that's what I do for those, uh, those investors. So, um, either way, you know, I'll, I'll pretty much, um, kind of, uh, uh, you know, create a same type of uh, cash flow for my business. And, and uh, I, I provide a lot of value to the Japanese investors because without the service, they can't get the deal here in the U S. Yeah. When you set them up or when they're and do you guys withhold their taxes for them doing the withholding taxes or is that you pass it off to a CPA to handle all of that? Well, we're gonna we're gonna have a CPA handle all that. Right. Um, so typically, they're gonna register uh, doing business in the Texas uh, in, when they buy, but you know, so foreign foreign entity can register uh, uh, in the state of Texas, so that they know that they are doing the business here and they file the tax, uh, uh, you know, tax here in the U.S. And uh, Japan and the U.S. have a tax alliance actually between two countries. So whatever they pay tax here, that's deductible in Japan. So they don't double, they don't double dip, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice. Yeah. They have the tax lines. I imagine with doing the LLC. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have two pools of investors, uh, you're let just to circle back that just to clarify. So you have U S investors as well that are probably a little bit more aggressive than some of your Japanese investors. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have another one as well where Japanese investors that are with properties that are 22 years or older? Is that how it is? Um, is much of DFW built uh, in the eighties. So that's not really an issue at all. And most of them all fill into that 20, 20, 22 years plus. Yeah. Yeah. All the Japanese investors are, um, you know, feeling a lot of Japanese investors are feeling like 22 years plus, uh, kind of uh, deals. Um, and for the U S invest, you, you, you're asking you have you, my U S investors. Right. Well? Yeah. 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 So U S investors, they don't care about the 22 years or, or yeah. anything like that. Right. right? So, uh, just, just, uh, probably, you know, like looking for the deals that give you right, uh, returns. Right. Yeah. So my, uh, goal is to have like uh, close to double digit cash on cash returns for three to five year, uh, holding period. Okay and uh, try to make it 80 to 100% of the total returns to the investors uh, over a period of the time, like for, you know, three to five years holding period. Um, that's, the, that's the type of returns I'm looking for for US investors uh, and for my investors in the US. And it, it doesn't matter if it's class B or class C, mm-hmm. it, it could be 60s, it could be 70s, or it could be 80s vintage. Right. Now, after their four years, do you know if that gets recaptured, their depreciation in Japan, or, or is that a complete? Yeah, it, it, it will. It will recapture when they sell. Yeah. Uh, so you have to uh, have a calculation into that uh, investments, but still, you know, still, uh, mm-hmm. you, they, they have a lot of, uh, um, you know, tax advantage you can take after the recapture. And uh, there, there are plenty to hold it for five years, right? So yeah, four years for depreciation, and uh, fifth year, the capital gain tax uh, will go down in Japanese tax flow. So they're going to hold oh. it one additional year and they sell in five years okay. so that they pay less capital gain and they enjoy the full uh, depreciation over a period of time. 
Yeah, that was going to be my question because uh, what your average in, I imagine for Japanese investors, it's at least five years. And then for US investors, it just depends on whatever, yeah, whatever completes the business plan. So sure. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's very interesting. I wasn't aware of that. So, and then they, so when they're for, when they're, when they're coming in here, they're registering as a foreign entity. They use a Japanese name, a Japanese corporation, whatever it is. Come in here. They, I imagine, let's say, a Texas LLC mm -hmm. coming in and they have that. And then they can show that to Japan, their CPA in Japan. And it's all by the book. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. They usually have a, a CPA in Japan already. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, what, what I do usually is so there's a CPA here. Uh, who, who is Japanese and who have a knowledge uh, of the tax law in Japan as well. Um, so that they can connect with those uh, CPA and the two CPA talks and try to figure out the best uh, structure uh, to work, work out for both ways, right? Because yeah, it depends on the, it's just like a, your tax situation or my tax situation. It depends on the deal and depends on the business plans. You know, there's a, there's a you know, best match in the, in, in, in the, in the tax plan. So. Yeah. And one last thing is what is, what is the first thing a new investor, say a Japanese investor comes to you and he's looking to invest. What are the first couple steps that you kind of guide him through before you actually start looking at deal flow? Um, first step would be, well, so it's, it's very high level, right? Very, very high level. Uh, of course, a Japanese investor wanted to invest in outside of Japan. Uh, those guys are, uh, has uh, some sort of uh, uh, they they they, they want to diversify, right? They wanna they don't want to have all the assets uh, and the currency in in Japan, right? So they want to diversify in you know, different countries. And if you look at the uh, different countries, uh, U.S. would be probably one of the best uh, country to invest into real estate. So we I kind of have to explain and compare uh, between like investing. In UK, invest in US, invest in Thailand, we invest in Malaysia, we invest in Hong Kong. What's the difference, right? What's the currency risk? What's the real estate risk? And I kind of compare and guide them that US would be the best, uh, best uh, one of the best opportunity for them. And then, you know, talk about the cities because they like the LA, they like San Francisco, they like New York. So talk about why Dallas, right? Or that why Texas and talk about the you know the fundamentals and job growth and population growth and all that stuff, and then talk about the multifamily, the asset class. You know, talk about the uh, retails, industrial, uh, hospitality, mm -hmm. and the multifamily and why we're multifamily, and then you know talk about just the fundamental multifamily investments. That's that's kind of like uh, what I do for the uh, kind of high level uh, first couple step of uh, presentation to to them. So they're looking at a number of different other international markets as well outside of their home, Malaysia, Thailand, and the UK. Those are kind of common ones that they right. have looked into. Yes. Yes. Yeah, South, Southeast Asia is pretty popular, you know, like Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, a uh, place like that is pretty popular. It's like, it's kind of more like high risk, high return. You know, if you do oh. it right, it's very high, high returns, but it's also a high, high risk because there's a country risk. There is a currency risk, you know, different risk involved into, it's not just a real estate investment. It's more like a FX in the foreign exchange and stuff like that is involved too. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Yoshi, tell us uh, how listeners can learn more about you and your company. 
Uh, so, well, my company, you know, my focus is uh, multifamily investment, right? Syndication, uh, syndicating the deal as a GP. So uh, I'm looking for one more two deals uh, in this year. Hopefully I can pick up one more two deals and try to pick up like four or five deals next year um, and build the, uh, you know, like solid uh, syndication uh, company, right? That's what I kind of like, you know, I'm focusing on. And uh, of course, I'm focusing on the markets in uh, all the cities in Texas and some cities in like Arizona, like I mentioned, Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, and Central Florida uh, and Atlanta. Um, and uh, build, like, I try to build like point where like I, I have like 10,000 plus units under my uh, company uh, as, a, as a GP or uh, as a syndication uh, sponsor. Um, and then from that point, actually, I, I actually I'm always wanting to get into the uh, hospitality uh, segment as well. So I try to get into the uh, uh, resorts uh, development in Japan, um, um, so that we can I, I can probably create a fund either in the U.S. or in Japan and knock down those uh, you know resort developments or resort redevelopments. You know, I can come in by the district uh, ski resorts or some sort. In Japan and uh, renovate them, uh, convert it into like a high-end luxury uh, resort hotel, right? That's what the uh, lack of in Japan. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, interest right now uh, that they want to come to Japan uh, for the for the vacations, but they can't find the luxury uh, hotels there to okay. stay, and that's what they are looking for. You know, a lot of you know the tourists from Hong Kong and Singapore. Those are in the, in the U.S. and Europe too. Um, those are the guys that are looking for like luxury hotels, but there there's not enough. So uh, that's kind of like what, what I want to do in like three to five years. But the next next three years, I'm really like super focused on multifamily. Try to build syndication business to like ten thousand units uh, mark. So that's that's nice. my goal. Yeah. yeah, awesome. And how can people learn more about your company? And your yeah. Show? So um, best way to reach out to me is uh, to email me. So that you know, we can we can talk about uh, you, your goal and my goal, and see how we can work together. So just to email me at yoshiasano777 at gmail.com. That's my email address. Okay, yeah, I'll put that in the bottom of the email for everyone. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that we have everything here. So I really appreciate you uh, getting on the show today, and uh, thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day, and good luck with and good luck with your clothes. Oh, thank you, thank you. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Global Investor Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new weekly episodes. For more resources and to receive our newsletter, please visit globalinvestorpodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Harborside Partners Incorporated exclusively.